I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome back to another edition of Through the Smoke, a Miami Hurricanes football and recruiting podcast here on the 24-7 Sports Network. David Lake joined, as always, by Gabby Urrutia. And this podcast, Gabby, we're just going to we're going to keep it relatively quick, um, kind of highlight an event we're going to be covering this weekend. You, me, and also Christopher Stock, our buddy at Inside the U, uh, will be attending this event as well. So we'll have wall-to-wall coverage at the Under Armour Next Future 50. Uh, and why is this relevant to Miami fans? It's it's basically taking the place, I think, of the opening as being like the premier summer camp event um, for football players, you know, primarily rising seniors. Uh, it, it'll be taking place at IMG Academy in Bradenton, Florida. And it features a lot of recruits and commits that Miami fans would be interested in. So Jaden Rashad is expected to participate, uh, tight end Riley Williams, offensive lineman Francis Maui Goa. So those are the three Miami commits expected to participate. And then you have targets. You know, I would include, even though he's committed to Michigan, Collins Pong will be there, DB target Jonel Aguero. Offensive line target, Olaus Elenin, cornerback target, Cormani McLean, and then 2024 corner, uh, Desmond Ricks will also be there, in addition to many, many other big-time talents. So the way this is going to work is Friday, players will be checking in, go through some media interviews as part of that process, and then Saturday, they get to work. They will be going through drills, uh, position-specific drills, et cetera, in the morning. They then get a about a six-hour break at lunch, and then early evening, they will have a big man camp and seven-on-seven competition. So this is going to be a fun event, Gabby, to see Miami commits and targets, how they stack up against some elite competition from around the country. I guess let's just start here. Um, what are you most excited about this weekend? Who who are you most excited to see compete from a Miami standpoint? Yeah, I mean, I think a lot to be excited about. I mean, this is just this is kind of what you want to see, right? Like the best going up against the best. I think that's more what I, I what I'm most excited to see. Like I want to see you know Francis Malagoa going up against you know some of these top defensive linemen. I mean, you got a, a few of them in there. Jordan Renaud is in there. Um, you know, David Stone is a is a big time 2024 
uh, Desmond Umazolo, uh, Deshaun Womack, who's in LSU. I think it's an opportunity to kind of see these guys rep against some of like the top competition right. in the country. So I think it's a, I mean, I'm just really excited to see all these guys. I'm really excited to see Francis Malagoa. I've never seen Jaden Rashada throw live. So definitely right. looking forward to that. I mean, how does Riley Williams sort of run around, maybe even in the seven-on-seven setting, you know, as a tight end? Is he a guy that could be a mismatch? And then, you know, obviously seeing Olaus Allen, and I think it's going to be a really big deal too. I've seen Jonel Guerrero a few times, but definitely want to see him. Honestly, kind of excited to see Collins Akiampong. I mean, that was neck and neck between Miami and Michigan. Um, You know, I think that could have potentially gone Miami's way. I think at one point it was going Miami's way, flip-flopped a few times before he landed on Michigan. I don't think Miami's ready, ready to you know, put a bow on that one. You know, I think that they're going to still try and recruit him and he hasn't played football since his freshman year of high school. So, I mean, I'm eager to see what he sort of looks like out there in that seven, in that, uh, you know, big man camp type of setting also. So a ton of, uh, you know, I, I think there's a lot of really interesting things going on here. Um, so I, I, I really a lot, but yeah, maybe Francis Malagoa could be the guy I'm most interested to see from a Miami commit standpoint. And then maybe I would probably go Laos Allen in as a non-Miami commit. Yeah, it's going to be a fun setting to see how guys compete. And also, too, just in general, how they stack up against, you know, when you compare them to other elite recruits. That's why these camps are so valuable. You know, is it real football? No, of course not. They're not in pads and they're not tackling. Um but you see movement skills, you see body types, you see uh, one elite prospect take a rep, and then immediately the next rep, it's the next elite prospect. How do those two prospects compare in back-to-back reps, right? So it's, it's really good. Um, it's a really good opportunity to evaluate and just have a, a general understanding of where these targets and commits stack up compared to the rest of the country. Um, you, you mentioned, you know, seeing Jaden Rashada, that's everyone who listens to this podcast knows I'm obsessed with quarterbacks. So that's, that's where a lot of my attention will be focused. And there's, there's big arms there to compare him to, you know, Jackson Arnold, who blew up the elite 11 and Malachi Nelson, who enters as a five-star committed to USC. And then JJ Cole, who's kind of a, uh, riser. I think, uh, or a potential riser in the rankings, a big, he's what, six, six two twenty, Yeah. Um, big framed guy with a big arm. So, yeah. uh, you know, I think, I don't think the feedback from elite 11 was bad for right. Jaden Rashada. I just think it was kind of lukewarm and maybe that has to do with expectations being so high and he, he, he wasn't, uh, meeting those expectations. Uh, but this is another opportunity for Jaden Rashada to show that maybe he does belong in that five-star range. Um, he's he's there right now for 24-7 sports, not on the composite, but for 24-7 sports. Um, and, you know, if he goes out and plays well in this seven-on-seven competition, uh, that, that would definitely help his case to stay there from a 24-7 sports perspective. Um, anything else, Gabby, on this event? Um, I mean, no, not really. I mean, again, like just kind of to kind of, I guess, piggyback on what you're saying, like Jaden Rashada and maybe was outside of that elite 11. Uh, obviously a lot going on in the week before that with him kind of closing out his recruitment, committing to Miami the Sunday before he went out there. So I think he was still maybe carrying some of 
some of that stress with him from the process. I think now that we're a few weeks removed from all that, um, I'm excited to see how Jaden Rashada kind of comes out and spins it because, you know, heading into that elite 11, he was someone people were talking about as a guy that who, you know, could potentially be in the conversation for, you know, right. in that, you know, Malachi Nelson, Nico Yamalieva, Dante Moore, Arch Manning sort of range, uh, you know, elite 11, the elite 11 probably didn't go the way he wanted to. So I think that this is an opportunity uh, for Jaden Rashada to sort of maybe not really bounce back. Cause again, I think he, he performed fine over there, but I think to really like, you know, kind of, remind everyone that he kind of is that guy so i'm excited to watch him spin it for sure he's a consensus top 100 recruit right um it's just a matter of is he a five star right and i think that's what that's what we'll be looking for uh this weekend at the future 50 event so gabby and i are excited about that uh you know if you're not subscribing inside the you now's a good time to jump in tons of people are jumping in lately tons of people have jumped in Uh, The last six months, quite frankly, with all the exciting changes happening to the UM football program. want to thank everyone who has given us a shot. And, uh, you know, I I'm not sure it's going to happen, but there's there's a chance that we have an annual subscription deal this weekend pop up for everyone to take advantage of. If you want to hop in and follow our updates from the future 50 event. So. Take a look out for that if if you're on the fence about joining and you need that little deal to give you some incentive, um, give us a shot. Gabby, uh, before we get out of here, again, this is going to be a quick podcast, but uh, we, we have to address address some crystal ball action, right? Because it's, right. it's coming in fast and furious. So I will just name the names and or name a name and you tell us why Miami is trending on the crystal ball for that player, I guess. So let's not bury the lead. Five-star offensive lineman, Samson Okunlola is picking up crystal balls from national experts. I don't know if you've put one in yet. I think you've hinted that this type of offensive line haul is possible. Miami feels good about Okunlola, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, But, but, just what's the general sense with Miami and Samson? Yeah, I really think that they've, they've felt good here for, for a little while now. I mean, again, even coming off that official visit and, you know, this was a guy that they've been trying sort of, you know, working and working and working. They're finally able to get him down on campus at the end of June for an official. And coming off of that, I mean, he kind of said like, you know, he, he, he hasn't really set a date or anything like that or made anything official, but he's kind of been hinting that there could be a summer official, uh, a summer commitment. And I've been saying, you know, if Samson Lola does move forward with a summer commitment, that would be good news for Miami. And again, as we kind of trend into July, where there's just been an absolute downpour tsunami of, of commitments across the college football landscape, you know, just a bunch of guys popping left and right. It's almost impossible to keep up with. Um, I think Auckland Lola's maybe thinking about that a little more. And again, Alabama, Michigan State, Miami were the three schools who got him on campus. I think Miami's just in the best spot right now. And I don't have a crystal ball in right now, but that doesn't mean that that could, can't happen sooner that I don't feel good about Miami. I, I think Miami's definitely probably in the best spot of those three schools, uh, you know, checked in with someone up at Michigan State. And, you know, I think they feel like Samson, Akin Lola is probably trending to Miami too. And I know one of their insiders went ahead and, and, uh, and put in a forecast for, for Miami as well. So I, I just, I think Miami's in the, in a really good spot there. And again, it would just be an absolute dream scenario to get Maui Goa and Samson yeah. on board. Plus maybe the guy we're going to talk about next. 
that would be a huge uh, addition to the class. Like if that happens, Samson and Francis in the same class together, look, Francis can, can be a very good off, uh, left tackle at the college level. Uh, but, but if you have a guy like Samson in the, on the roster as well, Samson's going to be your left tackle. He's just the prototypical left tackle with his athleticism and his length. And honestly, I think, I think Francis is more a prototypical right tackle. Now I'm not speaking down on his ability to play left tackle. He could do it all day long and be very good at it. Be a first round pick when all said and done. Uh, but this is the type of recruiting we're talking about where we're splitting hairs between which five-star offensive lineman is going to be the future starting left tackle for the Hurricanes. So that's definitely a good problem to have and certainly something I haven't experienced at Miami covering recruiting somewhat for a while. Uh, next guy you were, you were hinting about is a fellow offensive lineman. He's another highly touted guy. Four-star uh, Olaus Alanen. He is a guy, I think, I don't have his, his profile pulled up exactly here, but I think he's in like, like 125 range on the composite, Gabby. Um, he's a guy that all the big dogs want to, like Georgia, Alabama, et cetera, et cetera. Um, he's picking up some crystal ball buzz for Miami. What's going on there? Yeah, I mean, talk. I mean, Georgia, Alabama, Ohio State, Oregon. I mean, he took all five of those official visits in June while his family was, you know, here from Finland. Um, got all those out of the way. I think a summer commitment's coming here. I think that could come here in the next few weeks. And yeah, Miami's in a really good spot right now. Again, David, I mean, it's kind of crazy because I think if Olaus Allen at one point was the only top tackle they got, I think they would have been happy about that. But they get Francis on board, trending with Samson, uh, moving, I mean, in a position to get Olaus Allen in too. I mean, th it, it would just be an absurd haul. And, uh, you know, I, I do think that, you know, Miami's in a really good spot there too. I think they've given him so much to think about. Again, there's a direct flight from, you know, Helsinki where his family's from to Miami. Um, so, I mean, I think that there's a way for his, for his people to be there. I think when he actually got down to Miami for an official visit, that kind of changed everything for him. He spent a few days, in Miami on vacation with his family before he went to Alabama that next week, didn't go back home after the trip, then came back for an unofficial visit. I just think Miami's done a really good job here. And again, they've, you know, done a really good job of staying in communication, staying in the thick of this, despite being the first official visit, that's typically tough to be the first yes. official visit and to come out on the back end of the it summer. And yeah. And, and kind of exactly weather those storms again, trips to Tuscaloosa. At one point he was He was forecast to Alabama. You know, they were the favorites. Um, you know, you go to Ohio State where he's been a few times. He goes, he gets back to Georgia, goes out to Oregon and all those types of things. And Miami, it seems, I mean, again, just kind of at this stage of the process right now, July 14th, it seems like Miami was able to potentially weather that storm, which is a really, really big deal. Like something that I think is kind of flying under the radar with this Olaus Allen and thing with a uh, deal. So. Let's see what happens here. He hasn't officially set a commitment date. David, maybe we'll be able to get one out of him, um, you know, over the next couple of days at IMG. But, um, you know, I think it's a, I think it would be a really, really another really impressive win for Alex Mirabal, Mario Cristobal and those guys. Four star linebacker Malik Bryant. Well, first off, with Allen and have you dropped a crystal ball for him? yet? Yeah, yeah, I did. OK, four star linebacker Malik Bryant. You dropped a crystal ball for him. Uh, we've talked about him plenty. Uh, versatile guy. 
out of Orlando Jones that has that frame you want at linebacker. He can also bring some versatility with some pass rushing ability as well on the edge. Um, he's a guy. So Miami's linebacker class is coming together, right? They just landed Raul Aguare. Did I say that correct? I don't know. I still don't get it. Someone sent us like the phonetic spelling and all that stuff. And I was like, yeah, that doesn't help me at all. Aguare. Aguare. Um, we got to roll the R maybe. So they got him in the class, uh, you know, which then moves us on to the next target uh, that Miami's trending positively for is Malik Bryant. What do we need to know there? Yeah. I mean, again, another guy that I feel like I felt really good about for Miami since coming off that official visit. Um, you know, I think at one point this was a, a tight Miami Alabama battle, not ruling out Florida either, but I think Miami's, you know, done, done a lot here again, kind of got that last official visit. Yeah. He kind of took again, multiple unofficial visits going into it and, just kind of down this home stretch. I mean, again, the feedback I'm getting from, you know, people in Coral Gables has been, has been really positive. I think that they feel like they're in a really good position to potentially close there. Again, there's still some time before July 23rd when he announces his commitment. And uh, you have to watch for, of course, Florida, who's, you know, done a good job recruiting that area. Uh, Maryland, he has two teammates going to Maryland and people might say, oh, that's a weird school for, you know, top 100 talent. But we can't forget that they signed Terrence Lewis out of Miami Northwestern as a five star. Um, and I think Brian Johnson does a really good job over there for the Terps. Um, so I think that's a school to potentially watch, too. But I just I mean, I like where Miami's at. I've liked where they've been at since uh, again, since that fi that final Sunday when I talked to him coming off that. Uh, you know, last official visit weekend. And again, the last one before he made that commitment. So again, just another guy I'm feeling really good about for the Hurricanes, especially on the heels of, of landing Raul Aguare. And then Jaden Bonsu, another guy. I think you crystal balled him this week. I don't know. A lot's changed since yeah, yeah. like Sunday. Um, but four-star defensive back out of New Jersey, guy who visited Miami twice in the month of June, once on an official came back on an unofficial visit the legends camp weekend you and northeast recruiting analyst brian doan uh double teamed a crystal ball uh, prediction for mr bonsu what's the deal there yeah that, i mean i feel like i feel like that's a crystal ball i think i put that in before i, I went on vacation so it might have been okay. a couple weeks it might have been a couple weeks now but yeah i mean i'm still feeling really really good about the, that Jaden bonsu pick um, you know, again, one of these big, I, we just talked about the schools that Miami's recruiting against. I mean, Miami kind of going head to head with Ohio state here. And I like Miami to come out on the better end of that uh, commitments coming on July 20th. He pushed that. So while he was at Miami on that, uh, that unofficial visit at the end of June, he dropped an August 20th or 13th commitment date. And then he leaves Miami and shortly after pushes that thing up basically a full month to July 20th. I just think it's a really good sign about where things are with the Hurricanes. I, I like where, you know, I know Jamal Day and, and you know, that, that defensive back room has made him a priority for a long time. So now they're able to get him on campus a few times. I think, uh, I think Miami's in a really good position to, to close on, on that four-star who, I mean, I really like, you know, I think he's a, I think he's yeah. a solid player. I want to ask you too, I don't know if you've put one in. I think you have, but uh, three-star offensive lineman Tommy Kinsler yeah. out of Ocala Trinity. Still feel good about where Miami is with that situation? What's your take there? Yeah, no, I do. Um, you know, I kind of wrote yesterday morning that I think that whole situation, again, because if Samson Akinlola 
and Olaus Allen and our potential takes, you know, I think you got to reserve two spots for those guys, right? Like you're not necessarily filling those spots You're You're waiting for them to take them. So I think Miami's basically operating right now as if they have five commits, because again, they're not going to on the offensive line with Francis Malgoa, uh, Antonio Tripp, Frankie Tinalau. And then of course you're not, you're not losing, uh, you're not, or you're not filling those uh, Samson and Lola or, uh, or Elaus Allen in spots. So there's basically another spot left. Um, you know, that guess that would potentially leave it to six. So, I mean, it, it's, it's, it's a tough situation, but I mean, I feel pretty good after checking in with some sources that Tommy Kinsler still has the green light. He's making a July 28th commitment. So that's after, you know, guys like Peyton Kirkland, uh, who announced on the 23rd alongside Malik Bryant, uh, potentially before uh, after Olaf's Allen and makes a commitment. But I do think Miami feels good about Tommy Kinsler being in the class. Again, I've been kind of hammering to our inside you subscribers that Tommy Kinsler is a guy that they've really, really liked. And they've been trying to get on campus for a long time. And, you know, now that they did, uh, they got him on campus as a Florida commit. He backed off of that shortly after. And I still think it's Miami that uh, is in the best position to, to land that commitment on the 28th. So um, it's, it's definitely an interesting situation. Definitely some first world problems. Uh, first world college football yeah. problems going on in Coral Gables with all these, uh, you know, big time linemen that are trying to, you know, figure out these few spots that they have left. But uh, I think Alex Mirabal, Mario Cristobal, Ed Pata, all those guys that work with the offensive line all uh, welcome this sort of situation because it's a great one to find yourself in. Just one you kind of have to navigate through because it seems like there's more people that maybe want to come than you have room available. So it's good to be able to be picky, but uh, you also, of course, have to, 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 you know, navigate that situation. Well, anything else to touch on in terms of guys we're missing? I think that's it for now. Um, I mean, I think that's a, a I think if Miami's going to go on a little run here at the end of July or just continue this run, um, I think that's a good group of guys to start with. You know, I think okay. that's a solid, I think, I think each of those guys have potential to jump on board or continue to just trend Miami's way as, as we move over the course of the month. Maybe uh, Jonel Guerrero yeah. could be another one that we'll we get, can touch on. We'll get the vibes from him right. while we're there uh, at Definitely. the Future 50. So we can talk about him after speaking with him uh, in a, podcast, a quick podcast maybe on Friday uh, after check-in is over. And uh, so we'll wrap it up there again. Uh, if you guys want to jump in, we're going to have lots of recruiting updates on the site this weekend with the Under Armour uh, Next Future 50 event happening Friday and Saturday. Appreciate everyone listening. Your support means so much to us. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Until next time, take care. Take care.